Welcome to the Inner Sauce. It's a podcast about stuff. Yeah. Saucy fam. <laughs> What's going on, guys? How is my peoples? How is my peoples doing today? How you guys doing, man? I hope you're all well. Hope you're enjoying your August your 2022 edition of the month of August. It is currently August 10th. You are listening to the one and only The Inner Sauce Podcast, baby. That's right. That's right. Episode 5. Episode 5. Oh, brother. I, uh... Personally, I'm just thankful to be sitting down currently. I have recently taken up the the art of cycling. Looking for ways to get in shape that don't involve running. I've always hated running. Even when I was a wee lad, I hated running. But after racing motocross and snowcross and having large pieces of machinery launch off of racetracks and through my kneecaps and, you know, 11 years of football, my knees are... My knees are just not a fan of running. So, I'm down 26 pounds since I started really focusing on diet and exercise again. 26 pounds. Back to two bucks. Two hundo even. I'd like to see myself get somewhere around 180, but uh, that's neither here nor there. What do, what do you guys do for uh, if you do anything at all? If you don't do anything at all, I respect it. I totally respect it. I'm not one of those guys that's going to be like, look, man, you got to eat like almond butter and plant-based butter and, you know, sugar. It's like, it's like Satan's snow, man. Like, Sugar is just the snow of the Satans, you know what I mean? I'm not one of those dudes. You do you, I'll do me, and maybe we can hang out by a campfire later. I don't care. I don't care. I hope you're healthy. I hope you do what's right for you and to maximize your longevity on this amazing, remarkable planet that we call home. I hope you do, but I'm not here to preach about any of that crap. For one, I don't know enough about it. And for two, I'm sure I've made equally, if not more, poor decisions than you have. So, enough about that, man. Enough about that. Just, uh, the the jello that is my legs at the moment made me think of it. So, yeah. Um, today I want to talk about... 
kind of want to keep this little theme going that we've uh, we've had through the first four episodes and just kind of pick a, a, a topic or an area of life and just discuss it together. So, like I've said in the past, that's generally going to be something that is going on in my current everyday life. And this is no different. This is no different. Um, Both of my daughters are in field hockey for the first time in their lives. Given field hockey a go, they both love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I think they are the ideal builds to be great at field hockey. But obviously, I'm, I'm a little biased. All right, a, li- a little, okay? You know? And uh, this past week, they had practice as usual. But Saucy Mom had a doctor's appointment at the same time as their practice. So, do-do-do-do! Saucy Dad to the rescue. <laughs> No, I I attend every practice. I try to miss none, if possible. But this time it was just me. Just me and the girls. And uh, my son came along with us. But this is, uh, yeah. So that's where my topic of the day stems from. I like to try to find a word to kind of keep us centered But I took my old man's advice. That's right. You're still right. You're still right, Dad. You're still right. I'm 34 now. I've been 34 for five days. You're still right. All right. God, give it up already. (laughs) He told me to use bullet points. It's a great suggestion. I tend to veer way off topic because I'll have a thought about something not totally having to do with what our topic is, and I'll just go off on a rant on that. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a whirl. I got some bullet points here. But I'm going to give you a little backstory first as to why this is such a such a thorn in my side at the moment. Like I said, this is their my girl's first time ever playing field hockey. And the way the program works up here, it's a fall sport, obviously, But the way the program works up here is they start as a team, I want to say it was June. So they do one day a week practice for for June and July. June and July. And then by September, they have tryouts and whatnot. And that's when the actual season starts. This is our first time doing this again. First time ever doing this. My girls are very smart girls, very witty. um, But they struggle. And I think, obviously, our kids are a representation of their parents, right? But they struggle with self-confidence a little bit in social settings. Not uncommon for an 8 and a 12-year-old, right? Not uncommon. But, so my little backstory is, a couple weeks ago, okay, 
a few practices got rained out over the t- over the practice season, if you will. So they had to schedule some dates in August for girls like mine, who this is brand new to them and they need to learn before tryouts come along. You know, they still have no idea what to do <laughs> um, when it comes to playing an actual game. So they rescheduled some dates for August, but a couple weeks ago, we had to travel to a different school for our girls to scrimmage against that school's girls. And there was enough spanning the age groups where they broke it up into three games. There was a little kid's game, kind of middle-aged game, and then a like junior high right before high school aged game. And, um, they gave my, (laughs) my oldest daughter is almost my size and she's 12. Very tall. She's a, she's a, like a bigger framed human being. Absolutely not overweight. Okay. And that is such a hard line to tiptoe at that age where you know starting to get interested in boys and things like that and kids are just so mean like I know you and I remember how mean kids were but you have to realize everything we experienced freshman year sophomore year our kids are experiencing that now in fifth grade sixth grade seventh grade the whole timeline has been sped up severely touched on that a little bit a couple episodes ago surrounding a different topic but same idea kids are meaner sooner kids are meaner younger they know more they've been exposed to so much more because of social media regardless of what you do at your home and what you protect your kids from or what you expose them to you can't control what the other kids have been exposed to, what they've learned, and what effect that's going to have on your kids when inevitably they end up together all day, every day, during the school year, or like right now, for instance, during sports. But we get to this scrimmage, okay? And up until this point, they've just been playing with their schoolmates, basically, kids from their area. Kids that go to their school. Kids that are on their team. So for the first time, they walk onto a field with a ton of girls. A ton of girls. Our program is still somewhat new. So immediately, just visually, putting myself in their shoes, it's very intimidating. They have full-blown uniforms, and they just, they look like a team. Our girls all have random t-shirts on, and, you know. So they pass out jerseys, okay? They pass out jerseys for the kids. And I'm watching my daughter, I'm like, she's doing so well. She's doing so, for somebody that is brand new to the game, and still doesn't know the, the fundamentals or the actual process of how the game is played, 
how to play defense, what is defense, how to work the ball, how to, everything about it. Still brand new, right? So I'm watching her and I'm like, man, she's putting in a lot of effort, but what is going on? And the field is so big. I happen to be down towards my younger daughter's game at the time, kind of rooting her on, trying to get her to stay engaged and attack and just be, be involved. So I start making my way down to my older daughter's game. And I notice she's playing with one hand. Like, she's playing with one hand on the stick. I'm like, what the heck? So I look closer, and her jersey, it literally looks like a piece of spandex. So every time she puts two hands on the stick and tries to do anything, it makes her jersey and her undershirt ride up. Completely, like, ride up. Now, I was way ahead of all the kids my age when I was her age, as far as size goes. I had to have special order helmets and football and... I, just everything. So whenever they gave out sort of a one-size-fits-all jersey or anything like that, I was always uncomfortable. And I'm a boy, a boy that was very, that always did very well in social settings. I was always the clown that never struggled making friends or I, I, I thrived in social environments. Always did. Um, and I guess... Somewhere along the way, we just haven't done a good job of instilling that level of confidence in them. And I don't know how much of it is a lack of something from us and how much of it is just society today in general. Because I have since talked to parents and their coaches, and apparently this is super common. It's almost every single kid. So something... Something's going on that this is the norm now, which is just not good. It's not good, right? You want to thrive in social situations because that's inevitably what your life is going to depend on. When you get a job, when you go to college, when you go to high school, you have, you absolutely, it is essential that you know what to hold on to, what is worth processing, what is worth or what is not worth any of that, what you just let bounce off you, what you laugh at, how to respond to certain things so people know, well, they don't really care what I think, so it's not worth picking on them, right? But I'm watching her, and she's so much bigger than all the other girls. I'm talking, like, height. She's just a bigger... She's bigger than Saucy Mom already, and she's 12. I was bigger than my dad when I was 12. It's kind of funny, actually, to be honest. I just now, in this very moment, thought of that. On my 12th birthday, on my 12th birthday, I was the same exact size that my dad was on his marriage day. I was 5'8", 133 on my 12th birthday. That was on his driver's license. 5'8", <laughs> 133 from the, when he got married. So, kind of funny, actually, now that I think about it. She is almost definitely going to be my size. She's just a bigger framed girl. So... She's not overweight. She's not overweight. She's very active. They're always outside. They're always doing stuff. She's very active. But the jersey fit her super tight. And you know, she's 12, ladies. You know what that means, right? It means more than a stomach. There's other things coming into play now 
I'm sure you kind of get what I'm saying here. I've never been through that. I'm a boy. I've never lived that. So I have no idea what self-doubt or what demons she has going on. But all I know is I'm watching her try her hardest with one hand on the stick because the other hand is holding her jersey with all of her might, <clears throat> keeping it pulled down so it doesn't ride up and expose her belly and her back and everything else. <clears throat> so obviously, being dad, being a little protective, I guess, I was really mad that a coach who is apparently looking at her because she's instructing her as the game is going on, trying to give her pointers as to what to do. How do you not notice she, she's she's playing with one hand because she has to hold this jersey down? So I went over there, okay? And by the time I had got to her game, they were breaking for the end of the first period. They were letting all the girls go get water. So as she's coming off the field, I met her as she was coming off the field. I'm like, nice job, babe. You're doing awesome. And she just stares at the ground and she just kind of like glances over at me. And I could tell she had this very chaotic look in her face. But she was just beelining to Saucy Mom, who was still down at the opposite end of the field at my younger daughter's game. So I turn around and I caught up to her and I'm like, what's going on? And she instantly, full breakdown full i i felt so bad i'm like wow like i noticed it but i didn't realize how severe it was mentally for those 15 20 minutes that that was going on full breakdown full fledged panic attack at a new school surrounded by a bunch of new people so I was kind of running out of ideas. I felt very helpless. I felt very, just felt very lost. I didn't, I didn't know what the right thing to do was. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know where to go with it. I knew there was a lesson there, but I didn't know how to make it stick. You know, all I do know is at that age, you don't hear a lot of what mom and dad say. It doesn't really carry a lot of weight because you hear it all the time. They're just my mom and dad. They don't understand. Right. I, there's not much you can do about that. That's just human nature. So knowing that, I was kind of confused. So I just let her kind of have her moment. Me and Saucy Mom were trying to get her to just catch her breath. She was so... She was like hunched over in front of us. Not hands on knees or anything, but like bending down as to kind of try to hide, I guess. Which I totally related to. Because I was, like I said, two feet taller than everybody else in my class. And you'd think that'd be a cool thing, but it makes you feel super awkward. I hated it. I, I remember hating it that I was that much taller than everybody. I always used to stand way hunched over just to try to feel like I was at everybody else's level. Honest to God. I remember it like it was yesterday because it was that impactful for me. And um, so I see that in her face and I'm just like, man, you know, Saucy Mom's talking to her, just trying to calm her down, just help her out. The absolute last thing that I want is for her to give up on this, right? So I'm really, the next few moments are super crucial as to what taste this leaves in her mouth. So I see her coach had happened to, I don't know if she went to her car or whatever, but she was walking back up the track on the side of the field 
And she's like, does she need ice or anything? I'm like, no, she needs a motivational speaker. And she stopped in her tracks and she turned around and she said, what's going on? I said, she's, you know, this is brand new to her. So she's super self-conscious about not knowing what she's doing in the first place. And I said, I'm not sure why, but she has a jersey that wouldn't fit my younger daughter. And it, you know, it looks like it's painted on. So every time she moves, it rides up and, you know, it's making her super uncomfortable. So she said, would, you know, I'd love to talk to her. I'd love to, I said, I don't want her to give up. I don't want her to give up. I want this to be, this is such a pivotal moment right now. And I really want it to go the right way. I've never played field hockey. I've never been a woman. I, there's so many things that I don't relate to that I have no idea what to say. And hearing it from mom only goes so far. She goes, can I grab her? I said, absolutely. So I told Saucy Mom, I said, look, let's just go. And you could tell it's the last thing she wanted was for us to leave her. But I knew that's exactly what the moment called for. So I told Saucy Mom, it was super hard for Saucy Mom to do, obviously. She's Mama Bear. She's very, she loves her kids. She is a absolutely amazing mother. She would, There's nothing she wouldn't do for them. And to see her in the kind of pain she was in that moment, I could just blatantly see how much it was hurting saucy mom so i told her let's go let's just go they got her now let's go there they know what's going on let's leave it alone so we did that i totally took my eyes off of her started watching my younger girls game and i happened to just kind of peek back to see where things were at and i couldn't see them because they had started walking they were walking the track down towards the older kids game where she belonged, <clears throat> where all of her friends and stuff were. And, um, they walked together and she, I saw her, I just kept checking on her, but she was just standing there next to the game with the coach for most of the game. Took the Jersey off, <laughs> thankfully. And, um, she got in a few more times, but she didn't quit. She didn't quit. We had a really, really impactful heart-to-heart -heart the whole ride home. It's like a 30-minute drive. We had a really deep conversation with her the ride home because, again, I was the total opposite during my youth. I thrived in social situations. But Saucy Mom was exactly that. She had the exact same struggle. She totally was always in her own head that nobody liked her. Everybody hated her. She, you know, and it really, she didn't do well in school and other social situations because of that. Um, so she could relate and she could, she had a lot of really good things to say as far as stuff that she learned along, along her journey to try to help save my daughter from worrying about things that don't matter. <clears throat> such as what other people think about you, right? So that's the backstory. <laughs> um, and like I said, this past week, two days ago, Sauce Mom had a doctor's appointment, so I took them to practice. We show up to practice, for the people that are listening to the audio version, quote-unquote, practice 
we walk out. You pull into the parking lot and you have to go out behind the school and the field is kind of down in a like a dish type of deal. And as soon as we turn the corner and can see the field, I'm like, oh, cool. The high school is here. The high school girls are here and they're practicing. That's really cool. Maybe you guys will get to do some drills together. And then we walk over. The girls go on the field. They start warming up. I'm like, oh, that that's not the high school team. That that's the team they're scrimmaging against. So no heads up to the parents. We had thought it was just a practice. Little did we know, another school had traveled to our field to scrimmage our girls. And I don't know if any of you have ever seen the movie Big Green. It was literally Big Green in real life. This other team had all black uniforms. Of course they did, right? Just for the maximum intimidation factor. All black uniforms. They all. It literally looked, at the very least, like a high school team. They had their goalie was all fully decked out. You know, they looked very sophisticated. <clears throat> Come to find out, they're a Class A field hockey team. Our girls is a brand new program still. It's like two years old. <laughs> so it it was the most unorthodox thing that I've seen in quite a while. It was literally like a, all I could picture was, it was like my high school football team scrimmaging against the Patriots or, you know, LSU or something. It, that's literally what it looked like. We don't even have a goalie. We don't have a goalie. So they start the scrimmage. I mean, it was it was like 10 to 1. We happen to score. We have one little girl that's just picked it up immediately. She's She's got a very bright future in the sport of field hockey. But she happened to score on them. But we don't even have a goalie. Not only that, our girls, because the practices were only one day a week, and they happened to get rained out three weeks in a row in July, they went over a month between practices... And these are girls that don't know the game to begin with. So those were very crucial days that they miss. So we're out against this team that knows everything about everything when it comes to field hockey. And our girls, like I said, don't know anything about anything for the most part. You know, they're really just now starting to get the grasp of it. So right there, especially at their age, like that's, that's tough, man. That's really tough. And I do not want to get misconstrued in this episode here. I am totally not for the participation trophies. Okay. I think that is one of the worst things that has happened to how we raised kids in this world. So that is not at all what I'm saying. It is absolutely good. It is, it is necessary to not only experience losses, but to experience gut wrenching losses, like embarrassing losses, that is, you get so much more than that, than some blowout victory. You know, it's not even comparable. So that's not what I'm saying. But, through this, getting beat up by these semi-pro eight, <laughs> these semi-pro ten-year-olds, um, my daughter was given... The jersey. Again. Again. But this time, Mom wasn't there. This time, it was just Dad. 
And like I told you, on the way home, you know, a few weeks prior, when this happened, on the way home, one of the things I said was it is absolutely crucial that you never, ever let yourself, for lack of a better word, suffer out of fear. Okay? Absolutely never can you let fear win or control <clears throat> your process, your thoughts, your actions. That is not an option. You cannot do that. I said, if you're given a jersey, that is obviously not something you can play in. It's up to you, okay, to say something to the coach. Now, should the coach probably pick up on that? The first time, I mean, yeah, but I get it. Ton of kids, whole bunch of stuff going on, a million things going through her head. I totally get it. The second time, now I'm starting to get a little hot, you know? This this was a big deal, like, two weeks ago. I know you didn't forget about it. I, I just, that one really... So anyways, that was part of our combo. And again, mom's not there, it's just dad. So I, I'm watching, watching very closely from the other side of the fence. I see her get the jersey, I see her put it on, she looks down, immediately turns around and looks at me. And I move my hands like this. Speak up. For the people that are just listening, I move my, you know, like you're making a mouth with your hands, and I just mouth to her, speak up. Without skipping a beat. She looked at me, I did that, she immediately turned to the coach and said, I can't wear this, it's way too small. And I was just like, ugh. We could leave right now. <laughs> we could leave right now. And that's a win. That's a win. I was super proud of her in that moment. Because, you know, I, I can't relate to it. But at the same time, I after what I after what we went through the first time around, I know how big of a deal that was. Like, that's a, that's a big step for her. Just knowing that that's totally okay. That there's nothing wrong with voicing your needs or voicing when you're uncomfortable, speak up, you know, nobody should have to feel like that. Nobody should ever have to feel like that. That's not okay. So you got to do something about it. <clears throat> and she did. So I was super proud of her. However, again, when I was her age, they had to special order my stuff because none of it fit me. So the coach takes her Jersey, gives her another one, she puts it on, and it's like, I don't even, it has to be the same size. It was just stretched out or something. But it, it was almost the same exact situation. And that's, at that very moment, the second I saw her pull it down and the way it fit her, I immediately, I was like, yeah, well, I can't see her going in again and saying this one doesn't fit either. And I was right. She didn't. She didn't, you know. I still, a lot of you guys that have been following my journey, you know that that's one of my biggest deals that I've always tried to work on with myself, especially recently, is, is 
doing things like that, like speaking up when I'm not comfortable or when I'm not happy or asking for help. That's really what it boils down to is asking for help, whatever that might mean in whatever scenario you're dealing with, asking for help. I, I've always struggled with that, especially since the whole recovery thing that made it a lot harder than it ever used to be. I have this weird feeling of guilt anytime I ask for help, like regardless what it is. Um, and that's definitely something I'm working on. So again, our kids pick up whatever they get from us most of the time. So I'm not totally surprised. But, yes, yeah, so she gets the second jersey, it doesn't fit, she doesn't say anything. She doesn't want to say again, sorry, this still doesn't work. So she plays with it. And she's playing defense, so she's the closest to me. I'm like in the back of the goal, basically, behind the fence. And she's playing defense by that goal, so she's right in front of me, kind of, but, you know, it's a good little distance to the grass. So I couldn't say anything to her, you know, surrounded by parents from the other school. I think everybody from their town came is what it looked like. It was just a really intimidating situation. It would have been for me and I thrived in those kind of scenarios. So I, I was just, I would never show it, but in my head, I was, I was just really feeling for her because I know her. She's my, she's my little girl. She's my firstborn. <clears throat> and, um, again, they don't know the game. They don't know the game. So let let's let's do a little recap here, okay? We show up. It's the whole big green scenario. She, they're playing against 40-year-old professional field hockey players disguised as 10-year-old girls, decked out uniforms. They got a professional-looking goalie. The coaches are all decked out like I I couldn't even believe it. I, I thought for sure that was the high school team. So that happens. Then the jersey thing happens. She asks for a new one. She gets the new one. doesn't fit. Now she's on the field playing. They score on them. Okay. Our girls drive it down to their end a little bit. And then it comes back. And Cadence is my daughter. She... Attacks the ball. I'm yelling, like, attack it, attack it, as it gets down to the goal. Because, again, we don't have a goalie. <laughs> we don't even have a goalie. <laughs> so my daughter and another girl are playing defense. We have two defenders in front of the goal instead of a goalie. You know, I think we should probably address that at some point if we're going to be scrimmaging the Patriots of field hockey. But, um... The ball comes to her, she attacks it, she gets it from the girl, and then she shoots and scores on herself. <laughs> I was, for a super split second, I was like, oh no, that's that's the end of field hockey for us. <laughs> she got the ball from her, she turned and scored in the wrong goal, but... Immediately, the way she responded to it, I was so proud. She laughed and covered her mouth, and another girl laughed with her, and it was over. I was like, wow, that was awesome. That, two weeks ago, that would have 100% ruined the entire day. We would have been out of there. 
But she didn't let she didn't do that. She didn't let it do that. She laughed at herself. You guys know how I feel about that. She laughed at herself and moved on. But they don't know the game. So every time a girl would come down and, you know, she's waiting for the ball. She's like a forward, I guess you would call her. Everything about field hockey, I relate to ice hockey. That's the only... I hope they're the same. I still don't really know. (laughs) But you're supposed to be between the opponent and the goal, right? So that when they get a pass, you can get it away from them and push it up to your team. Well, she doesn't... She doesn't know that. So she's standing on the wrong side of the girl with one hand on the stick, one hand on her jersey, holding it down. Like, you could just tell she's so uncomfortable. And I'm just, it just made, like, like I just said, we just went over this two weeks ago. At this point, as many times as you're talking to her during the game, hey, Cadence, move here. Hey, Cadence, do the, hey, you, you see what's going on. You see what's going on. Why? This, it's not even a game, it's a scrimmage. Tell her to take the, the effing jersey off so she can actually think about what she's doing. Do you actually think she's learning anything? Do you think she's retaining anything about what's going on when she has to hold her jersey down out of fear? Do, do you think she's learning anything? I, I promise you she's not. I know I wouldn't be. I know I wouldn't be. How can you think about anything else that's going on around you when that's your main concern? And again, she's not even overweight. She's just a... She's tall. She's a bigger girl, you know? But at at that age, in the world we live in, when a jersey that fits all your other friends fits you that tight, what's the first thing it makes you think? What's the first way that it makes you feel? Oh, I'm, you know... I... I should, this should fit me. This should fit me. I, I must be overweight. That's immediately the thought process. And I don't even have to ask to know. It's, you know, it's been verified in different ways. But that's not all right. That's not all right. So that's what my whole deal is today. Took us 40 minutes to get to this. But I don't care. People in these positions, these often thankless, underappreciated, underpaid positions, I empathize, but I also, I just feel like you you shouldn't take it on if you're not in it for the right reasons at that, you're not coaching a college team. You're not coaching girls that have figured out who they are socially and have confidence and all this other life experience. You're coaching little girls at a really super pivotal point in their life. The field hockey is told it's, it's like third on the list for what a coach should bring to their lives at that age and at that stage. The game itself is, it's way down there as far as importance. I'm going to tell you, I honestly don't even remember how many games I won or lost or the scores. I have no idea. 
or who scored and whatever else. I mean, I have some memories. But you know what I remember every detail about? The kids I played with. The bond that we had. The way that we didn't know each other day one and would jump in front of a bus for each other on the last day. That's what I remember. That unspoken, just... It's uncomparable. What you get from team sports socially, it's uncomparable. That's why it's so important to me that they always be doing something like that. And the sport, you know, if they happen to excel at one of the sports, even better. It's a cherry on top. But until then, it's all about everything else. It's about learning your who you are and how to <clears throat> how to care about people, how to let people care about you, how to learn and uh, take criticism and not make it be something that's negative, you know? It's okay to learn. It's okay to not know how to do something. That's all right. You're not born knowing how to play field hockey. You're not born knowing how to drive. You, you have to learn things. That's that's what life is. But they don't they need to hear that. <laughs> they don't know that. Especially when you're walking onto a field with everybody else knowing what they're doing and you don't. That that's really scary, especially at that age. So it's up to these people that put themselves in these positions to make sure that that's what we're thinking about. So that's who I'm talking to right now. I'm talking to all the coaches of our youth sports teams or whatever it is, whether you run a dance group or gymnastics, whatever it is, if you're in a role, a leadership role for children, the priorities have to be in line. You have to remember what, what you're there for. You have to remember what they're there for. You really do. The, the attention to deep, like, I don't even know how many times I heard her say my daughter's name. Get on the other side of her, attack the ball, get on the other side. So you're telling me you looked at her dozens of times. Two weeks after we had this big ordeal. And, and you don't say, you don't do anything. You don't do anything. And her coach isn't. A, a pipsqueak. Her coach isn't some little girl. Like, it just blows me away that she didn't see it and do something about it. The opportunity that that coach had, it's, it's different when it comes from me. Of course, I could storm out onto the track and do, you know, just make the whole thing worse is all I would do. So I'm just like sitting there the whole time trying to send mind waves to the coach. Like, dude, what are we doing? We just went over this. Why are we here again? Tell her to take the stupid thing off. It's a scrimmage. <clears throat> she has a light colored shirt on. You guys are white jerseys today. That's the difference between her taking something from this and maybe not ever wanting to come back again. The lack of you acknowledging that and that's what I mean by the opportunity that that coach was presented at that time. She immediately, okay, 
She they they took a timeout. She ended up taking a timeout. And it wasn't to help my daughter be comfortable so that she could learn. It was to make an example of what she's doing wrong and what not to do. I'm dead serious. So I'm guys, I'm uh I'm very outspoken. Like I said, I'm not uncomfortable or shy when it comes to dealing with people. Never have been. Uh, it's just, that's why I am sitting here in front of you. You know, I know some people are going to like what I have to say and some people aren't. And I am totally okay with both sides. But at this point of that practice or scrimmage, I am, I can feel my face just... It's hot to the touch at this point. I am so angry. I thought for sure she was calling a timeout to let them get water and kind of go over some stuff. But then also, all she had to do was, you should take that off. I, you know, that's obviously not meant for somebody that's built like you or however you want to present it. But say something along the lines of, I would not want to feel like that. I would not want to have to play with one hand on a stick and one hand on my shirt just to feel comfortable. Take that off and come back in the game. Boom. Boom. At that point, at that moment, my daughter then realizes she's not the only one that feels that way. She's not weird or unhealthy or overweight because this toddler sized Jersey is skin tight on her. It's no, there's nothing wrong with her. There's nothing wrong with her. You totally gain her respect. You gain her loyalty. You gain her ear. At that point, you gain her ear. She's going to listen to you. She's going to trust you. you. You have her at that moment. Instead, we call a timeout. Not only do we just totally ignore the fact she's playing with one hand again, but then we make an example of everything she's doing wrong to the whole team. She didn't use her name, but she stood exactly in the position she was in and said everything that she was doing wrong. And I'm just looking at her, the way she's standing, my daughter, the way she's standing, the way she's moving back and forth, the look in her eyes. She, she was having a really hard time, as any human being would in that scenario. I was so mad. You have to, you have to, with kids, man, it's, you have to find a way to be relatable. You have to relate to them so that they don't feel awkward or weird. They don't feel that they're different. You have to relate to them. That's how you get them to trust what you're saying. And then you just have to show understanding that you've been there before. I remember when that happened to me, I, you know, I was the same way at your age. Let's get you out of that and get you comfortable so that you can friggin' learn something today. She didn't learn a damn thing. They played for an hour and a half. She didn't learn a damn thing because she was never able to. Her mind was never able to focus on what they were doing, the game they were playing, the lessons they were being learned, how to actually play the game. She's not going to know any more the next time they go there as she did getting to the field that day because of a a lack of attention to detail by the coach. I, I empathize that you're underpaid, you're underappreciated, there's not enough. I get it. But if you're going to take that step, you're going to make that commitment, you, it is, you are taking on the responsibility 
of all of these things. You have to have an attention to detail. You have to focus on not the game. The game is secondary. You know how to teach them the game. But you can't teach them the game if they're not even thinking about it. That's not how that works. They are in your care during that time. I'm on the sideline, but they are in your care. You have an amazing opportunity to shape these minds and these hearts for everything they do going forward. Teach them to desire knowledge. Teach them to want to ask. Make, you know, give, give achievable goals. I mean, this is coaching one-on-one, I think, isn't it? It should be. Especially for a brand new program when you're dealing with 12-year-old kids that have never done something before, when it's as complicated as field hockey. Give them achievable goals. Let's try to do this today. Let's learn how to do this one thing really well before we leave here today. And then celebrate those little goals, those little wins. Again, that's not a participation trophy mentality. That's a building confidence mentality. That's a, that's how you, when you can give them a goal and then help them achieve it and celebrate that little win when they do achieve it, or better yet, celebrate the loss when they get really close to achieving it, but come up just short. Celebrate everything they did right because they're going to want that feeling again. They're going to want to feel like that again. So they're going to, they're going to learn everything possible in that moment because of the way that it was presented to them, because of your reaction to them, because of how you were concerned and welcomed their questions. It, it's so crucial. It is not about the game. 1% 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the 1% are actually going to play these sports professionally, especially where we're from. They can count on one hand how many people make it to professional sports from Maine, you know? But I'm going to tell you right now, football for me, team sports for me, is why every job I've ever had, I go as far as I want to. And I don't even care if that sounds arrogant. It's a fact. It's an absolute fact. I don't, I, I'm telling you right now, it's all because of that. It's all because of everything I learned about people, everything I learned about myself dealing with people, how I learned to lead, how I learned to take criticism, how I learned to just everything to do with a social environment like that is why I could, I say this with complete confidence, go get a job anywhere tomorrow and be in management in six months. That's just a fact of it. That's just a fact. I'm not trying to sound cocky or arrogant or anything else. I'm trying to say, It is so important that they learn these skills at that age before, okay, this is why it's so important. They have to learn it before 
they shut that switch off before. So let's look at it this way, right? She, even now, okay, if mom would have been there, I'm very confident in saying this would have gone very differently, but dad has a much different vibe to it, right? Much less, um, much less, uh, babying. I don't want to sound mean or anything because I'm definitely not. Like I just said, I'm very protective, absolutely caring and all of that stuff, but it's just a different kind of vibe. If it wasn't for that, I'm, I honestly believe if Saucy Mom didn't have a doctor's appointment and she was there with us, that probably would have been our last field hockey practice. Because of a jersey. Because of a jersey. Okay, because of this coach's lack of attention to detail. Because of this coach totally ignoring the blatant uncomfort that she was in. Which leads to fear, which leads to everything else. Could have been the last one, which it's not about the field hockey. It could have been the last practice. And everything that she's going to get from that sport and that the teams that she's on, out the window, gone. She's not going to get that now. It's over. Because of, it, because of that. It should have been a th boom. I, oh, that one doesn't fit you either, huh? Just take it off. Literally 30 seconds in that whole hour and a half, she'd be focused, learning, retaining information, getting lessons that she's actually going to remember. Guess what? That whole hour and a half was a total waste of time. It was a total waste of time. Total waste of time. Like I said earlier, the one thing that did come from it was her showing... She did have the confidence. She had to look at me to get a little reassurance. But she reached out and she said she needed help. She spoke up. She vocalized her uncomfort in the problem she was having. I was super proud. of That's a win. Little did I know, we could have literally left right then and there and gotten the same, same amount from that day that she did from the following hour and a half. Because of this coach's lack of, I don't even want to say compassion, because I feel like if she just acknowledged it, she would have addressed it. But after <laughs> looking and talking directly to her dozens of times, she just blatantly ignored it. Again, if it was the first time, I could see. But this was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we just went through this. How do you let it happen again? This girl almost gave up on this sport and quit. We all had to kind of rally around her two weeks ago because of this. Seems like a great woman, but I'm, I'm just, you can't put yourself in a position like that if you're worried about how many games your team's going to win. Not when they're 10, 8, 12 years old. You that, I'm sorry. That is so far down on the priority list. It is, it's so cliche, but it is so absolutely true. It is all about the character that you build during these seasons 
and experiences with these group of groups of people that are your age. You know, we're still somewhat new to the area, so she's meeting a lot of these people for the first time every time she goes there. She's meeting new people every time she goes there. That's not... Not everybody does super good in that situation, I've learned. That's super uncomfortable for some people. That's a, that's a hurdle for some people. Just that introduction and meeting people, it, that's hard for some people. A daughter has to be one, happens to be one of them. So I was just really disappointed and really frustrated that it went down that way for such a simple fix, you know, such a simple fix. So the way I was, the way I think, the way I was raised to think, how can I help this? How can I take this and help her gain something from it? How can, how can we leave here and not let this hour and a half be a waste? How can we, how can I word whatever I, my first words are to them off that field? How can I word it? What can we talk about to keep her interest up and to make her want to keep sticking with it and just grinding it out and just keep learning? And, um... One of the things I thought of, so after they did the scrimmage, they went, and another thing, real quick, this isn't on my bullet points here, but I was thinking it earlier and I never said it. And I don't mean any offense, okay? I, me, my sister, all of my kids, we grow out and then we grow up and then we grow out and then we grow up. That's just how all of us grow. I don't know why. It's just our genetics. It's how we develop. So one of the girls on the other team was, again, I don't mean any offense. I don't want to be rude. I have certainly been way overweight at times and it's totally different when it's kids, right? Cause you never know are they even being presented with opportunities to stay healthy? Are they being presented with opportunities and encouraged to be active? So it's not their fault. But, but my point is there was a girl on the other team that was pretty overweight. She was, you know, pretty overweight. And her, she had no shirt on on her jersey because it fit great. She, she was the most confident girl on the other side of the field. And I'm not even joking. And she was the only... I hate even saying it, because I just... I don't want... I'm not trying to be mean, okay? My point is my point. I'm not... It has nothing to do with that little girl. I have no doubts she's going to grow up to be a gorgeous, healthy, successful woman, okay? <laughs> so let me just state that first. She's a little, she's probably 10 or 11 years old, right? We all have pudgy phases and she was pretty overweight and she was super confident because everything she had on fit her well. So I know it exists, right? They're, all, they're 
supposedly the same age. Pretty sure I saw the other girl pushing a stroller, you know, and uh, taking business calls during water breaks. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, man. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I get that the program's still somewhat new and all that. So I... I don't think it's, it's obviously not malicious, right? I would definitely be doing something more. <laughs> I would be much more vocal if I felt it was malicious from the coach, but that's not the case. It's just a lack of attention to detail. It's, it's ignorance. It's whatever you want to call it. And I'm, again, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be mean. I know she has a million things on her mind. The program's still somewhat new. That means she is more than likely probably still somewhat new in the coaching world. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But let, why don't two weeks ago, why don't we order five or six jerseys for kids that aren't three feet tall and 40 pounds at 12 years old, you know, why not just have some there so that what I saw my, my girl, Speaking from the coach's perspective, how about I order three, four, five, six of these just so I don't ever have to have somebody go through that again? And two weeks later, not only do we not have any that fit her, we let the same exact thing unfold. I'm not, it's not going to happen again. I can tell you that because I'm not going to embarrass her. And that was my biggest fear. I couldn't get to the coach without walking out in front of everybody and making a scene more or less, even if I wasn't, I wasn't going to do that, you know, not to my girl. Absolutely not. But I am absolutely going to make an opportunity to say something next time because it, she's not getting anything from this. We've paid a ton of money to buy all this equipment and the registration fees. It's all expensive. And I have, I, I am happy, absolutely happy to spend the money on that kind of stuff because like I just said, I know what it I know what it's building character-wise and social skills all of that stuff. I know what the benefits are. So I have no that is money well spent. I don't care how much it costs. Let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. And uh yeah, I don't know. It's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. They have white. If they're home, it's white. If they're away, it's blue or something. So I told her we're just going to get her a nice comfy t-shirt or tank top in both of those colors. And, you know, when they decide to get you something normal size that fits, that's when you can wear the jersey. But, you know, I don't want her to stand out and feel awkward or out of place. So we'll get something that looks just like it. But... Look, man, I, I'm not the coach. I'm not the coach. I'm just a dad. So I'm obviously focused on one girl out of all of the girls on the team. It's not that many in our program, you know, I don't know, 12, 13 girls, maybe in my daughter's age, my oldest daughter's age group. And then there's probably another 10 or 12 in my younger daughter's age group. And it's not like it's one coach for all of them the more experienced coach coaches my older daughter's team. But I don't know. I don't know. 
I just, I really, and I, I would love to get involved in coaching. That is definitely something I will do before my time is up on this earth is high school football coaching, something like that. And it's not even about the game. It's not even about the game. It's honestly not. It's not. I, I win, loss. I just want them to fight. I want them to be competitive and I want them to, to build confidence. That's what it's all about. Learn how to fight for the person next to you. Learn how to respect everybody. Learn how to dig deep in yourself and push when you think you have nothing left to give. That's where you learn those things. I remember so many days during high school football, double sessions, right? It's summer vacation. Nobody else is at the school but the football team. Getting up at 8 o'clock in the morning to go get the crap kicked out of you for two hours. Go home, eat something, lay on the couch just to recuperate. And then all of a sudden it's time to get up and go back to the school to do another two hours. I mean, it's brutal. And I remember so many times just not even, I can't move my leg anymore. I, you know, I can't run another step. I can't do a single push up. But then absolutely being pushed to that point where I can't do any more and then doing five more of whatever it is. That is, has nothing to do with football. In my case, in most cases, like I said, the 1% of the 1% of the 1% are actually going to go do something with the sport itself. Everybody else, the stuff that you learn in those moments, man, it's, I don't even know how you replicate that. It's so hard to teach that. Especially as a parent, it's almost impossible. I feel like that kind of stuff has to come from a third party, from a coach, from a teacher, from somebody in one of those roles. So to anybody out there who is taking on coaching, a youth group, whatever it is, if you're in a leadership role for kids, I just beg you as a parent of three kids that are in those ages to just please revisit your priorities when you go to the field. Revisit what you want your group of kids to get from their season with you. What do you want them to move on to their next phase of life having learned from you? That's all. That's all. I, I need you guys to ask yourselves that. And I, I totally plan on practicing what I preach, you know, when it makes sense for me schedule wise or whatever, when an opportunity presents itself, I will be practicing what I preach. I am going to be a coach. My son happened to be born with club feet and he's had some really big growth spurts over the last few years. And every time that that happens, his bones try to go back to the way they were when he was born. So he's going through a series of bracing and stuff to correct his feet. So that's a whole different set of challenges and teaching lessons and all this other stuff. You know, there's all kinds of people in the NFL and other pro sports that were born with really bad club feet cases. It's all about what you do with it, how you deal with it. He wants to play football so bad. So that's definitely something that I want to be part of as hands-on as possible. I don't know if I want to coach his team, because like I said, it's almost better to not be part of that as the parent. I think he would get more from it if I wasn't involved. 
but I'll be coaching in my own right. I just, I just think it's such, I mean, it's right up there. It's right up there with teachers. It is such a vital position. It is, it holds so much weight in who these kids are going to turn out to be as people that you have to go into it with the right priorities. You absolutely. Yeah. It, it's, it's lifetime lessons that they're being taught. And it's not about the game that you're playing. These are lifetime character building. You are molding these people into who they're going to be in this world. And it, it just, it has to be done a, the right way. And no, that doesn't mean everybody gets a trophy. That doesn't mean everybody gets a trophy. You have to celebrate the wins but you got to celebrate the losses. Absolutely have to celebrate. It can't be if you don't win, everything you did was for nothing. That's, you know, that's just not life. That's not life. There's nothing real about that. So you got to celebrate the wins. You got to celebrate the losses. You have to celebrate the process. Every little goal that is achieved, every milestone that is reached, you got to celebrate it and then build a new one, set a new one. So while I was standing on that fence the, the other day, thinking to myself, how can I do something with this? They started doing drills and I said, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I absolutely watched wholeheartedly and studied a couple of the drills that they were doing. And I said, I'm bringing that home. I'm bringing that home as far as the, the drill, the principle of the drill. So I'm going to go grab the stuff I need to do the drills with them. And we're going to do it right here. One of them was really fun. I had to learn what it meant so that I knew how to teach it. But one of them is really fun. Tossing a water balloon back and forth. It's hand-eye coordination and learning positioning on the field. It's a really cool little thing. Teaches them how to shuffle and all this other stuff. So I'm going to take it home. It's going to be something fun that we're going to do. We're blessed to have a nice big yard. I'm they're blessed to have an amazing dad that keeps it mowed. You know, it's a pretty lucky kids that we're dealing with here. <laughs> My wife was making fun of me the other day. She found a video that showed what a man does after he mows the lawn. And he's just standing in different windows in the house, just kind of staring at the yard. Listen, it looks good when it's cut. Okay. Leave us alone. All right. That's our, that's our quiet space. That's our, that's our alone time. Let us be. <laughs> um, but no, we're blessed to have an amazing yard and, uh, it's a great place to do something like that. So I just, I don't know, man, I want her to have all the confidence in the world because the more confidence that she has about what it is she's doing, the more confident and likely she is to speak up when she has a problem like that. When everything's piling on top of you, you eventually just shut down and give up. If she was a great field hockey player, knew everything about the game, had all the confidence in the world, speaking up about a jersey that's too small, it wouldn't, there'd be no big deal. It wouldn't matter, right? But when you have no idea what you're doing, you're messing up on the field, you're making mistakes, you feel like everybody's looking at you, you and the jersey, like, you don't want to, you don't even want to bring it up. You don't, you, you don't want to have another set of eyes on you. You don't want to say anything. So I, I found like, that's a great opportunity for me to just bring a couple of these drills home 
do it with them in a fun way where they remember it and just do it with them over and over and over and over again until they absolutely get it right to the point where I can walk away and they can keep doing it. Luckily I got two girls in the sport so they can kind of do stuff together, but I want to bring the drills here, let them get really good at it. And you know what? The next time we go to practice and they bust out that drill, they're both going to look at each other and they're going to be so excited that unlike everybody else, they're ready. They know exactly what to do. They're going to be way ahead of everybody else and they're going to feel great about that day's practice. It's all a, it's building blocks. I mean, that's parenting, but it's also coaching is such a big part of it, guys. Like I'm I'm I don't know how else to word what I'm trying to say. I hope my point got across as always. But I just really hope anybody that puts themselves in those roles, regardless what it not even necessarily sports. Right? Not even necessarily sports. If you're in any sort of leadership role with children, you you have to really nail down your priorities. Okay? It's so important. You are molding these people. Mom and dad can only do so much. We could try till we're blue in the face, but the fact of the matter is they just stop hearing us after a while. It is what it is. It was like that for you. It was like that for me. And it's like that for them. It's just, it is what it is. You don't hear what mom and dad have to say after a while. It has to come from the the coach. It and it has to come from a place of relatability. It has to come from a place of support and wanting the best. And I see so much great in you. You know, let's not even worry about that. Take that stupid jersey off and go do what you just did again. That was really good. Move over a little bit this way. Do it again. Oh, wow. You see, you got it. It's literally that. I mean, it's little moments like that. I wasn't, I wasn't the greatest football player by any means, by any means. I was never the fastest. I was never the strongest. I, I was a tall string bean lanky kid. I had to wear a neck brace cause my neck was four feet long. And if I got hit in the head, my, you know, snap like a piece of celery. But there was moments throughout my playing career that made me who I am today and they're all the reasons why you could throw me in the middle of a room of a hundred people and I could lead that room of a hundred people. I know I could. I I have absolutely no question. It's not an if and or but I will learn them. I will I'll take I'll figure it out. But that all started way back then. It was a few different moments. It was it was it was missing a tackle or it was failing at a drill or not being good at something that we were working on. And however it was handled, however it was presented to me that I needed to work on something, it stuck. It's it not only stuck, it made me want to get better at it. It made me want to put in the work. It really made me see the see the value of doing these things. I don't know. So that's been my, uh, that's been on my mind a lot these last few days. 
I just the image of her awkwardly standing at the end of the field with one hand on her stick and the other hand holding her jersey down it's burned in my mind because you just want to take that away from your kids you know you don't want them to experience stuff like that i mean the bottom line is they're going to and they they definitely need to but not two weeks after we just went through it and it almost ended her desire to play sports right like come on the teams were all split up this coach had six girls with her there was only one playing one-handed guys that can't happen that can't happen and if it wasn't for making sure I didn't completely ruin my daughter's desire to go in public with me ever again, <laughs> I would have walked onto that field. I promise you I would have. Because it's, you know, don't you want these kids to want to do this? Don't you want them to want to learn? Or don't you want them to be able to learn? She's not able to learn. She's not able to learn when she's that scared about how she looks. And it's not like I can tell her, don't worry about it. You know, just play anyway. Absolutely not. If she's not comfortable, then she's not comfortable. That's not okay. You have to, you have to speak up and it has to be addressed. You deserve respect. You are owed respect. You're a human being. That's part of the deal. Let me know you guys' thoughts on this whole thing or any stories that you might have in the same realm as the one I'm talking about. Um, I know we went a little longer today again, but I don't think I've stopped talking in this hour and 20 minutes. Cause that's just, you know stuff that I'm really passionate about, it's not hard to talk about. I am glad I made some bulletin points. I know I went way off course there a couple times, but I, I do think they helped. So, a little round of applause for my dad for still knowing more than I do about everything. Okay? So, good job, Pops. <laughs> oh, man. He, uh, very supportive sent me a message the other day telling me that he really thinks I found my calling with this whole thing and that he's really enjoyed listening to the podcast so far. So to him, to all you saucy fam members, to my patrons, my saucy trons, to everybody that supports this, to everybody that listens, to everybody that takes time to give feedback or just help help with engagement whether that be throwing a like on the youtube video or whatever it is sharing it with a friend or whatever i just thank you guys thank you so much for the support um i really appreciate it i appreciate each and every one of you guys and i want to hear from you you know on all these topics i really want to hear from you i want to hear what you guys think about all this stuff am i talking to any coaches right now am i talking to any youth coaches because i would love to hear you know what's your thoughts maybe what are some some tactics that you use what are some um basic 
basic uh, rules of thumb for you. What are things that you look for? I, I would love to hear it. I would love to hear it. And, uh, you know, most of all, thank you to all the coaches. Thank you. Thank you for taking on these roles. I don't want that to get lost in all this. Because there isn't enough of you. You are underappreciated. You are overworked and underpaid. I absolutely acknowledge that. I get it. Okay? That is absolutely... I'm not debating that for a second. Should have said that earlier. But here we are. I'm not debating that for a second. I am simply saying... If you're going to put yourself in those roles, it's super important that we're looking out for the right things for these kids. Not just my daughter, okay? I I didn't even want to mention it, but I will, I guess. When I was kind of max rage during that whole deal, like I said, a ton of people came from the other school to support their kids. And there was a woman sitting next to me with somebody else. And me and my son were standing about, I don't know, 10 feet from them. And I just heard her say something about, they started laughing and they're like, look at that girl. She's just standing there. Why she's just standing there. And I, I turn and look back at my daughter and she is just standing there because she's holding her friggin' Jersey down. So her stomach doesn't come out or her back or whatever. Like I I'm pretty impressed with myself that I didn't <laughs> embarrass everybody at that point. <laughs> I'm growing, I guess, is what that means. 34 is, uh, I've found wisdom. <laughs> as temporary as it might have been. Oh, boy. Yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week. This has been The Inner Sauce I'm your host, Saucy Dad. Check us out on YouTube if you haven't. Check out the Patreon page if you haven't. The podcast is everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Thank you for all the support, guys. I love you. I'll see you next week or talk to you next week, whatever it may be. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there. Say it with me. Peace out. Saucy fam. <laughs>